Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode 42 of the NattyCast. I am your host, Peter Bowman. And in this episode, I had a special guest on, Kennard Dansbury. Um, I've known Kennard for a while now via social media. We've been following each other for a while. Um, and Kennard is a certified personal trainer. Um, he's also sponsored by Legion Athletics, like myself. Um, he does online coaching um, and all that good stuff. And he recently created um, his own clothing company, which he's been working on for a little over a year now, um, called Wolfpack Athletics. So we have a good conversation today. We talked about Instagram, and um, he gave some growth tips on how to grow your Instagram. And we also touched on fitness, you know, how to gain weight and build muscle and things like that. So hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation, um, and let's get right into the show. Well, first of all, thanks for coming on and talking to me. And I like starting with this question, just kind of like the background question, like how you got into fitness and that sort of thing. So sort of just your backstory is the question I kind of like to start with. So uh, you can go ahead. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I grew up in, in Maryland, about 15 minutes out from Baltimore. It's a city like everybody's most familiar with. And, um, you know, kind of just been grinding since I was 14 at my first job, like going door to door, selling newspaper subscriptions. Um, and then kind of, uh, discover like a, a passion, you know, just for, for sports. Um, I started wrestling and, uh, from wrestling, I play lacrosse and then there I moved over into, um, like ROTC in, in college where I started noticing, like, we used to just do, you know, just a, just a, a bunch of cardio. So mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to, like, to put on weight. Uh, so, you know, just constantly running every day. I'm about 125, mm-hmm. then started to gain some weight. I uh, started eating more, getting into the gym. And then from then, it's just kind of just been a, a grind since then. Just it's constantly... Uh, falling in love with the gym and just being in shape. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, how long ago did you start um, social media or doing the whole um, Instagram thing? That probably two two years ago, uh, two in twenty sixteen of this year or of this month. Gotcha, gotcha. I was pretty similar. I think I was like two and a half years ago. Um, so, what made you want to, um, you know, start? documenting your progress on social media and um, that sort of thing? To be honest, I just spent a lot of time on my phone and, you know, you like see all these Instagram models and all these people like promoting every, like all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I feel like all of us are pretty much the same. Uh If I wanted to, you know, I could do the same thing. And I kind of just started just posting and mm-hmm. just kept going with it. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So after ROTC, um, what what sort of first training style um, did you follow? Was it more so like a bro split, bro split, like bodybuilding um, type style, or did you start off like push full legs, upper lower, any full body? Um, how did that go? Yeah, so um, the first style of training that I took up was more of a bodybuilding body bodybuilding style mm-hmm. uh, you know i was i was pretty young and i saw guys like 
uh, Jeremy Buendia, like uh, Sadiq, you know, Sadiq Hadzovic, mm-hmm. or like big bodybuilders, you know, uh, like just guys that Hanny Rambod uh, would teach. Yeah. So I kind of followed uh, his methods, you know, with, with FST7, um, and then just, just, you know, lots of volume. So mm-hmm. I think that was a great stage for me because – I, I saw growth, you know, I saw my strength levels going up and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, I was in shape, but it was just me being at such a, a low, you know, uh, body weight where it's like I'm doing body, you know, uh, bodybuilding workouts and everything when I should be doing more of, you know, like the, uh, like push pull, uh, working on like the core lifts, like uh, bench pressing and all the other stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Currently, you're um, you're running max hype, right? Or you're experimenting? Um, you kind of don't you kind of like jump uh, jump around with programs quite a bit? Or how long have you been running max hype then? Yeah, so I like to keep things fresh. You know, I like switching things up because yeah, being that like I've I'm always been in like uh, pretty decent shape. It takes like I got to trick my muscles in order for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So um, over the summer, I took off like a good four or five months of working out. And I'm just working nonstop. So since I've been gotcha. back, now I've been running. Um, I've been running max hype, and I'm on week five of um, of max hype. That's been going good. Gotcha. Like- How do you like that compared to like um, the previous styles of training you've been doing? So uh, in between, you know, like uh, learning about like FST seven and doing max hype. I was like taking up uh, like ACE, you know, that's where, yeah, I've, you know, I've taken, I've learned most of my trainings from. So I was always been doing like a, a hybrid style of focusing on those core lifts, but doing all these supplementary stuff to bring up like my different body parts. But, um, compared to, compared to FST seven, I would say it's very different because I'm working out legs a lot more which oh, I for sure I actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with max hype. Yeah. I love that, uh, that program like a lot, but I don't know. Yeah. You probably saw on my social media, me talk about it before. Like I injured like my ankle, like quite early on. Uh, well actually it was in December of la- or yeah, last year. And like I was running max hype for like the first, I think like three months of the year something close to two months something like that and like three leg days like out of the eight days it was just like jesus <laughs> like yeah. i can't do this and um yeah so that's kind of one one of the reasons i moved away from max hype even though it is a great uh program and then another problem i had i switched gyms gyms recently and the gym i go to now is like amazing um it's called like the shop. It's pretty, it's pretty big. A lot of people go there and it's just kind of like a one of a kind gym in the area. But before I was going to like a, I'm an export and it was like, so crap, like a lot of you, a lot of the supersets in there, like I could never like get them done like properly. Like I'd always have to like wait and like split up the sets and just not do it in like superset fashion just cause the gym was like so crowded. Like, um, I forget which one it was. It was like the leg extension and then hip adduction, hip abduction. Um, like I would never get the hip. Someone was always on the hip abduction machine or whatever. So like, yeah, uh, a lot of the supersets in there can make, I can make it quite difficult for some people. I feel like, cause it kind of made it difficult for me, um, yeah. which is ki- kind of a downside of the, 
the program, I would say. But overall, it's like it's definitely amazing. And you're definitely going to grow if you do it and like eat enough because it's just so much frequency, um, yeah. so much volume. Um, so, yeah, I guess what about um, your nutrition? Were you um, were you ever a person that was just eating like chicken and broccoli or um, are you are you a flexible dieter? Do you like do IFYM or do you meal prep more so or? Yeah, so the whole thing with um, with dieting, I will say, you know, when people are like, it makes up, or abs are made in the kitchen, and just like, that's like where you actually grow, mm-hmm. 100% true. Yeah. Ever since I changed up my diet, like, right now I'm at 173, and mm-hmm. mind you, you know, I started at 125 a couple of years ago, so yeah. one of the things right now that I've changed is my diet. I eat a lot cleaner. Um, before I used to not eat enough, you know, I was always in a caloric deficit. Um, and I would just eat the wrong foods, just pizza, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, just, just eating out, you know, like, um, I'll go like taco Tuesday and just not eat the, the core meals that you should be eating. And it does get boring. Because right now, like, I'm probably eating, like, chicken, rice, broccoli, and then I also work with a meal prep company um, mm-hmm. here in Tampa, uh, Metabology. They're they're pretty, pretty flexible company, so they take care of it. That's cool. So what are, the, are their meals pretty standard, like sweet potato, beef, and just, like, um, chicken and things like that? Yeah, for sure, like, um, exactly. So, like, cauliflower. Uh, sweet potatoes. Um, sometimes they'll throw in like a, a seafood in there, so, so that way I'm getting you know everything from that. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly like chicken, uh, like turkey, like ground turkey, um, like pasta, you know, like parmesan. Mm-hmm. It's it's a light pasta though. They have uh, some keto keto options, but oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I mean keto's like blown up so big over the past year <laughs> they'd probably be stupid not to <laughs> yeah like i i'm still pretty pretty new to the whole keto thing so i'm, I'm i haven't really experimented with it yeah I, I, i've i've tried it before and i mean it worked like great in terms of um the only reason i utilized it was because i was at the point where i was like dieting and i was still trying to diet more but i was also like really fatigued from like dieting and tracking my macros and all that stuff so I figured I combined it with like intermittent fasting and then keto. So essentially like I wouldn't eat until like four and then like I would have like pretty much two meals a day and the first meal would be like post-workout and then the last meal was just, I don't know, something random at night before bed. Uh, but I would do like um, MCTs and like my coffee in the morning. And I mean, once you get used to like keto, like somewhat adapted, um, it's pretty crazy because completely cutting out like sugar like my crave, like I have such a bad, like sweet tooth. Um, like that's why I've had problems going like higher carb, like in the past, um, when dieting, I usually cut carbs quite a bit just because like carbs make me want like more carbs. So it was crazy by the end of it. Like my cravings completely changed. Like I, I didn't want sweets at all. I just crave things like steak and like, you know, like whole eggs and stuff like that. It was pretty weird. Um, but it's definitely, um, a good experience to like, you know, sort of try. Cause it does 
like your cognitive function does go up. I was like very productive um, during that time. Like that's when I put like a lot of my um, like best infographics together and things like that. But I mean, the downside is, is there's, there's like no, like you can't really balance that stuff. Cause I'm still like, I remember I went to Ireland with my family and I was planning on like drinking there and stuff. So it's obviously going to take you out of keto. <laughs> um, so that's like a, a real, real downside because like, I mean, the effects of it were great, but I just can't being, it's not like a long-term solution. Um, at least for me, I may like dip back down there, like at some point, um, if I kind of want to do the same thing and just really focus on stuff. But I mean, right now I'm trying to have more balance. So like, you know, going out and like hanging with like friends and stuff isn't really like, uh, it's kind of hard to be on keto and do all that stuff. So that's, uh, the downside of it. But I mean, I would recommend like trying it at some point, um, just like maybe towards the end of a diet, if you want to just, you know, switch up your macros and go high fat, um, and get the carbs out of there. Uh, because you, you may be surprised by like how you feel like cognitively. And I remember like, I also have a trouble like waking up in the mornings. And when I was on keto, like I would just like, I was waking up so early too. It was like 5am and I just wake up like with like energy already, which really surprised me. But um, it's definitely something I think a lot of more people should like experiment with because some people tend to shit on it in social media, which is kind of fair because like all the marketing right now is kind of claiming like out- outrageous things that aren't necessarily true. So that's why, yeah, that's why it gets like shit on. But I mean, I mean, there's some people that are so like, I guess glued into like one form of like eating like IFYM, IFYM people and like, things like that that they don't even like instead like when i see people ask them like would you try keto like have you tried keto and their answer is just like no never like shit sucks but i mean if you never tried it you don't really know you know what i'm saying so yeah for sure i wanted to say too uh you've been killing it with those infographics man oh, I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been following you for for a while now and uh i've followed you like when you were doing your prep you know mm-hmm. getting all shredded and everything so Definitely take some dedication and uh, you're killing it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it's great. Like those infographs, um, I don't know if you know, like the last algorithm change, whatever it was, I've been noticing like a lot of people are getting like less engagement. Um, so I think it's just Instagram as a whole, but like those things before it changed, like some of them could do like so good. Like I remember one I got, I had that like, the reach was like 150,000 people and it had like over 5,000 saves. Oh, wow. So like, but That's now, it. yeah, now they like rarely hit the explore page anymore. So I think Instagram kind of like caught on to it or like something, I guess like too many people were just like saturating it with like infographs. So maybe they like tried to like cut back on them and things like that. But yeah, I like those posts, but um, they can be somewhat annoying. And I know why, because like, you know, like, for example, like if I follow someone who posts infographs like a lot like I do, like mm-hmm. most likely a lot of those people are into fitness and already know like all this shit. So like yeah. when it's just like spammed on their timeline, um, it's it can get annoying, um, obviously, but they do so well to like reach that person who doesn't know anything about fitness and then like it catches their interest. So that's how it can like, you know, expand your audience somewhat, but that's, that would be the downside to infographs. I would say. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've wanted to 
like dabble in that realm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, like you said, uh, it kind of is a, a market. I'm not saying that fitness isn't already oversaturated, but yeah. I feel like I see Legion, they're starting to do it and their engagement has been increasing. So it, it definitely seems a, uh, to be a positive to it because you mm-hmm. are educating the people that don't know. Um, but I feel like Instagram as a whole gets pretty annoying sometimes. It's all repetitive. Yeah. yeah. What would you say, actually, um, speaking on Instagram, what would you say is, um, I mean, you grew your following pretty quick. So how would you say, um, what, what are your number one, like, tips uh, t- for Instagram or, like, social media um, in general? Uh, definitely, like, number one, be authentic. Um, yeah. A lot of times, like, I'll meet people here in Tampa or, like, just wherever, and they're shocked that I'm the same person as I am, like, online as I am, like, uh, when they meet me in person. Yeah. Um, I definitely think being authentic, um, having kind of kind of having a niche, uh, like, you know, having, like, your own, like, like your own, like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, kind of like a, a hobby, but like, just like your own type of, like whatever differentiates you from everybody else to mm-hmm. have, to give people a reason to want to come back to your profile and they want to uh, connect with your content and you're not just randomly spewing out information that you've learned somewhere else or found somewhere else on the internet and just regurgitating it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like having substance, um, and definitely like networking. So, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll give out like four, uh, four key attributes or to grow like your following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, uh, uh, being authentic is number one. Uh, number two is engagement. So being able to communicate effectively with an audience. Uh, and having that target audience, so that's kind of added on to it. Mm-hmm. Three is consistency. You want to be consistent about like what you're posting or like when you're posting, like throughout the day. Um, and four, I would just say number four would be to actually have have substance or you know, have something to. Uh, actually, like, uh, give these people, like, value and not want to have a huge following just to have a huge following and not really know, like, you know, what's your what's your reason for doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ever since I tra- started putting, like, a lot more value in the captions and, like, the content, um, yeah, I definitely, my Instagram started to grow more. So I think, yeah, that's definitely a huge thing. And then, like, the networking thing is really big. That is something um, I struggle with a lot. Like, there's plenty. Like, the gym I go to is um, like a, a decent amount of like social media people go there. So, like, I could definitely do better to like, you know, like talk to these people <laughs> and like network more. But I don't know. I'm just more. So, I'm like so introverted, and like when I'm at the gym, I just know how it like it is kind of like. I don't necessarily like people necessarily like coming up to me because like some most of the time I'm like in the zone. So that's why I just feel kind of weird about just like approaching like people in the gym and doing that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's definitely something that can, uh, 
you know, it takes a lot of time, but if you just, you know, consistency is probably the big one and like posting at the same times, because I mean, you got to post if you want to, you know, more people to see your content and attract more of an audience. So yeah, I definitely think that's a good, great tip, but all right. So you, you started a clothing line light, uh, right? Uh, how about, I think you've been working on it about a year now. Is that correct? Yeah. So I do have a, a, a clothing line, a brand that's coming out uh, really soon. I've been working on it since last year and um, kind of just been grinding and just figuring out a game plan of how I want to effectively like market um, the, the brand because it's essentially it's going to be more than uh, just clothing. I feel like clothing will be my introduction into the industry, uh, but it's called Wolfpack Athletics and mm-hmm. Eventually, I, I want to open up my own gym. Uh, yeah, I have, awesome. I have a crazy plan for it. I've been working on it. Definitely want um, a standalone gym, warehouse style. Uh, there'll be some key components to the gym of like why people would want to go there. Um, in addition to an app, like an app component. Mm-hmm. So the trainers that will be working there would be able to uh, market and train their clients through this app, um, kind of like a bodybuilding.com style where you can uh, track like your workouts and video instructions, things like that. But right now, the um, nearest project that I'm coming out with will be um, one shirt. You know, I'm going to release a shirt and like two, two or three weeks from now. And from then in January will be the first full collection, which will both men and women's clothing. And um, I'm really excited, you know, a lot lot of great things planned for. Gotcha. Gotcha. What sort of um, issues did you run into while getting this thing up and going? Was it um, difficult or was it fairly smooth? (laughs) I feel like the question should be what problems did I, didn't I run into? (laughs) It's, uh, it's definitely, you know, learning experience, uh, 100%. Um, I have to do a lot of research, you know, the whole networking thing comes into play as well. Uh, I have have my old roommate, he actually owns a supplement company. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of able to see, you know, kind of how he was, was able to um, run his business and he ran it from out of our house. So I got to see how he like ships out things and uh, communicates to different manufacturers and things like that. So uh, that's been great. And then, Plus, along the two years of me growing my personal brand, uh, like on social media, I've been able to work with a bunch of great companies and uh, kind of just learn the business from, I guess, a quote-unquote talent. And it's great now getting the transition to being more of an entrepreneur and try to move forward with this. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so are you still... Um trying to compete sometime next year as well or are you not sure is it kind of up in the air yeah so that's great that you asked i was actually um just talking to uh chris elkins before i got on here and um you know they have a show coming up next year oh yeah i saw that yeah the the max hype uh supernatural um it's something or other from there but it's happening Mm -hmm. august here in florida so I'm thinking of that will be, you know, my debut. Uh, so it gives me about 37 weeks from now 
and I'll step on stage in the physique physique class. That's awesome. So are you going to have um, Chris coach you as well? Or are you going to try to um, coach yourself through it, or how are you going to approach it? So right now I am going to week six of max height training mm-hmm. after taking about four months off, and I feel like my strength is is, is back. Uh, I see my progress and everything, so I feel confident enough to take take over you know my training mm-hmm. again. Um, and I'm going to move forward with that and just kind of just do it on my own and gotcha. get as much guidance and everything from, uh, from, you know, people in the industry. And if anything closer to the show, we you know, we'll see how, how things are. Yeah. I tried, um, I did the same thing for my first show. I didn't give myself enough, um, time to diet so that was kind of my downfall which led to like a bunch of other mistakes but the thing the thing when you um start i would definitely give yourself enough time to diet down so you're like 37 weeks out now yeah. i don't know i'd probably recommend at least like 20 weeks um like to for sure diet maybe even more if you want to uh, because the thing is like once you get like down to that lean point you're pretty much good to go and you can kind of start like eating more food going up up into the show so if you get ready like too early it doesn't really matter um and then the thing with coaching yourself is that was my problem was like i would give myself a plan um and then like the weight wouldn't go down and then my plan just like went out the window so like the second guessing and all that stuff um that's where a coach comes in like super handy i would say just because like um yeah you just you're just in your own mind like asking yourself like, should I be eating more now? Should I be eating less? Like, should I be doing more cardio? And, like, you always just, like, second-guess yourself. Now, if I was, like, more experienced, I feel like I could, like, coach myself, like, fairly easily, like, through preps. Like, if, have I competed, or, like, maybe when I'm, like, older, like, in my 30s or something. But, yeah, it's just, like, the second-guessing and shit was, like, driving me crazy. So that's where, like, having a coach, like, helped me so much, so... Yeah, I was actually going to ask, how was that experience? I remember, like, you used to, yeah, you, you were dieting for a while, and you had your competition. Um, are you going to step on stage again, too? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely planning on getting back on stage and doing, like, a WMBF show like that, but I don't think I'm competing next year. I think 2020 will be the year when I um, decide to compete because I really want to try to milk out, like, as much um, progress as I can, like, out of like my early 20s so that's why i want to try to spend the majority of next year in a surplus um I'll, st- I'll still probably cut for like a bit but i want to spend the majority of the time in a surplus and then uh try to compete in bodybuilding probably in the WMBF um and see what happens with that nice yeah like uh, i i think it's um it's great, like the whole um, WNBF movement that I, I feel like is going on right now. Yeah, uh, uh, natural bodybuilders and um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the, the next coming years. Yeah, if natural if natural bodybuilding can get more like airtime and more like you know views and and stuff, like more natural bodybuilders could get more of like a following. I think that would do so much for like the sport of natural bodybuilding and just fitness in general. Cause I feel like there's such a, like a stigma of like steroids around it from like the average person now 
but if like natural body beating building got more mainstream that could kind of like take that away if you know what i mean yeah yeah i feel like right now like the popular topic that uh, i keep seeing is songs oh yeah <laughs> like fake natties and just like yeah, yeah. What, what's your take on that whole topic i don't I don't know anything about SARMs, but from what I've heard is, like, a lot of them don't, like, even, like, work or something. Like, you don't even... What I heard was, like, you can't even really tell if they're real. So, like, if you buy them, you don't really know, like, what you're taking or something. But I don't really know much about them. Um, I mean, obviously, people are just using it. It's just, like, a hot topic, so everyone's, like, talking about it for... I feel like a lot of people don't know anything about them, really, either, but just, like, for their videos, just, like, go to Wikipedia and, say like, repeat what SARMs are, just in, like, a segment of, like, their videos, but... um, Yeah, I don't know much about that, but... Yeah, I'm just saying... I think um, natural bodybuilding will have more of a face, like, in the next coming years... It's because, I don't know, it, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, so many of these, um, there's, like, so many natural bodybuilders out there, but they don't really, like, promote themselves yeah. very well whatsoever, or, like, they don't, like, really care to. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the best natural bodybuilders sort of just have a day job and then, like, just have, like, an Instagram for, like, fun, or they're not really trying to, like, grow as much, where you see, like, all the IFBB pros all have, like, 100,000 followers, <laughs> um and like all these natural guys only have like a thousand <laughs> yeah that's um funny that you touch on that as well because um that's that's one thing that i i've noticed too a big following it doesn't mean anything um you know the the best athletes or the best people i feel like are ones that are in, in their day jobs and things like that uh, but there's nothing there. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, social media or like Instagram. But um, talent does not equal a following. It's more of uh, creating a relationship with your following and growing with them and like, you know, being authentic and everything. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, correct me if, my, if I'm wrong, but you don't have a YouTube channel, do you? So I do have a YouTube channel. I kind of gained a little bit of traction when I first started. Mm-hmm. I put out maybe like three videos and it, it didn't do too well. So I kind of stuck to Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about getting back into it, but it seems like a, not, not a very good, good time to be on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube... Um... I've been wanting to start like a YouTube for like so long, but it's just like so daunting and stuff. And like, yeah, it takes forever to like get like a lot of subscribers. And you're like, yeah, like you said, it's not like the best time to like start a YouTube. But the thing I think that's um, good about YouTube is it's um, more like um, personable. Like, um, like you can get to know the person a lot more. And that's kind of what um, this podcast kind of does as well. It kind of helps with that because, like, I don't know, people just get to know you more. It's not just, like, pictures and a caption, really. So um, that's what I think is the good thing about the other, you know, social media platforms. For sure. I was – I'm thinking about getting back into uh, the YouTube YouTube grind, but I don't see myself being one of those people with – hundreds of thousands of subscribers uh if anything i'll just do it for my core my core followers and 
you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what are you, what would you say, um, are your like, if you had to give like your number one tips for like a beginner or someone who's just starting in the gym, either like how to eat enough or like how to, you know, build the most muscle, what would you say? Tips I would give to them, uh, definitely patience. Patience is, uh, definitely key because, a lot of times, like when you're when you first get into the gym, you'll get those newbie gains, and you'll want to consistently keep getting those same gains. But um, you definitely have to stay committed and just consistently putting in the effort. Like when you're inside of the gym, because it's like, yeah, I mean, if you if you start picking up weights and you start lifting your you're, and if you haven't done it before, you're automatically going to get uh, some progress. Uh, but if you want to maximize that progress, like having a plan is key. Yeah, I agree. Um, last, lastly, I wanted to talk to you about um, personal training. So you've trained um, in person for a while, right? Or um, kind of off and on somewhat? Correct. So, um, before, like when I, I was in school, um, and I'm out of school now, so my time is freed up a bit. Uh, before I, I, I was working in person at a gym here in Florida and I had a, a few clients there. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy, you know, training inside of a gym, uh-huh. but at the same time, like it's like me like traveling around and everything and kind of just doing like the day to day. It's kind of hard for me to stay inside of the gym. So I've started doing more of online and I feel like online has been like, it's been pr- pretty good for me. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, and now I'm more of like freelance in person. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm recently, I got certified with NASM and I've been um, looking around kind of, I'm planning on, you know, starting in person um, soon. Do you have any tips for me? <laughs> For, oh, yeah, for, for sure. For, for in-person, uh, definitely, like, goes on the line of, like, having a plan, but always be on time. You know, show up before your clients, like, get to the gym and have a set plan for them, like, when they show up. Um, pretty much uh, with the, the whole Instagram thing or just anything in general, sometimes you might not know everything, but if you go into it um, being confident in your vulnerabilities then you know you'll be great at it um one thing that i personally didn't like about working inside of a gym is is that it's more like salesman like you Mm -hmm. have to you have to be okay with actually walking up to people and talking to them and getting them uh to agree to like sit down or not sit down but just like work out with you for those sessions so you got to be open to actually doing that and talking to them um but I didn't like the idea of it being more salesmanship where like you have to, you know, you have to do blah, blah, blah. You know, I I like it to be a lot more natural and like, okay, get to know this person, like figure out their goals and, you know, do everything for them. Yeah. That's a lot of the more issues I see with it uh, because yeah, like the salesmanship part, like walking up to people and like talking to them and stuff like that. Like if I was, (laughs) 
I mean, putting myself in their <laughs> shoes, like I wouldn't want like some like annoying trainer like coming up to me and always trying to like train me or something. But yeah. um, I could see the negative from that point. But I also know that there's like a. Uh, I feel like a lot of in-person trainers aren't that great. So that's why there's like a a sort of a stigma around like in-person personal trainers because like it's so competitive in like gyms kind of to like get clients and who has like the most clients. Like I know a lot of trainers don't really necessarily do like the best things for some of their clients. Like for example, like people who want to lose weight instead of maybe like dieting them down uh, or like recommending a like flexible dieting and like a slow approach. They're just like eat chicken and broccoli and like they essentially like crash diet them just so they can get like those transform transformation pictures and kind of like build their portfolio, if you know what I mean. So yeah, that's kind of the the downside of it. But I think it would be fun. Um, like I don't know. I never really wanted to like train people in person, but I feel like it's kind of um it would just be good experience in general and would like help with like online work and things like that as well. Yeah. And I know just like so many people in the industry have started with like a few years of like in-person personal training. And I just feel like that's something good to like have on my resume. So that's why I kind of want to dabble in that field. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you do it, um, like one thing, like I'm, I'm realizing now and which I like more of, I like being a freelancer because um like here where i live or just whenever i'm traveling or like meeting people i have my business card give them my business card tell them about the services i offer and everything and one great thing about being a freelancer is i make 100 percent profit of like me training out whereas into a gym you work for the gym and you'll take a bit of a cut yeah it's Uh, kind of yeah it's kind of fun (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and like I actually, I like training in person, but it, like I said, I just, I'm not a stationary person to where I, I can't stay in that gym all day, like having to talk to all these people. Like I want to train people and I enjoy it being able to watch their progress and uh, helping them get stronger and, you know, whatever, whatever their goals are and everything, mm-hmm. but more of a, on a one-on-one basis type of thing. All right, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the tips. And I, I think, I think that's enough. Those are, I think you answered pretty much all the questions I, I had for you. And if you want to, you could, you could plug yourself real quick. I'll have your information all in the uh, description and everything like that. But if you want to let um, the people know where they can find you, uh, you could let them know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks Peter, you know, for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. I've seen you, your grind and hustle and I, you know, a lot of big things ahead for you, I'm sure. Appreciate it, man. Likewise. Thank you. And um, I guess, you know, for myself, right now, I have the shirts coming out very soon. Um, I will be getting back on the, the YouTube grind, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Okay. My Instagram handle is Kennard Dansbury, K-E-N-A-R-D-D-A-N-S-B-U-R-Y. I don't know. I just spelled that out. I'm sure you'll probably link it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cool, man. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks for talking to me. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Kennard. I think we had a pretty good talk. And like I said, I'm going to have 
all his links in the description below. So definitely check him out. Um, give him a follow. And lastly, I would like to plug our sponsor, which is Legion Athletics. Uh, me and Kennard both have discount codes, uh, which will save you 10%. Mine is Peter10, and I believe Kennard's is Kennard10. So if you're interested in checking them out and saving some money, definitely use um, one of our discount codes. And the reason why I like Legion Athletics so much and why I work with them is because, you know, they're not going to BS you. They're one of the first supplement companies to tell you that, you know, these supplements aren't necessary. It's just going to help you get that extra three, three, three to five percent out of your workouts and everything like that. So I highly recommend you check them out. Um, there's also no proprietary blends. Um, there's no BS. Everything's clinically dosed. Um, it's all backed by science. They have so many references on their website, which you can you know look at um, to you know help enhance your decision on why you want to purchase from Legion. So um, I'm gonna have both our affiliate links down there as well. And then, like I said, you can feel free to use our discount codes to save some money. So. That's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.